Hello there, weary traveler. Welcome to the inn. Sit, sit, rest your feet. Why, it's a long journey on the road to Tarvalon. Have a cup of tea. Or maybe a frothy ale. The light. Why, you're just in time for the entertainment. Here are your hosts, Tracy and Amber. Hello and welcome back. I am here with my son, Aiden. And I'm here with my mom, Tracy. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird when you say my name. Yeah, every time that I type it, I always feel like this is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I meant mom. So Amber, unfortunately, has just been under the weather this week, so we are giving her time to rest and recuperate and are sending her healing healthy vibes mm-hmm. and hopefully she'll be she'll be back around and joining us again soon so in the meantime we decided that today would be a good day to do something that's probably like seriously overdue and bring Aiden on because for anybody who doesn't know, Aiden does our editing for us and he also does a lot of things that help me do a lot of the things that I get to do so that not just this project but other projects that I work on are successful. So his help is really invaluable and I, I really want to get an opportunity to introduce him to our Wheel of Time community like in a way that we haven't done before. So Yeah, that's... That's me. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> for having me. All right, that's been, this has been a great episode. You know what? Shortest <laughs> recording we've ever done. Yeah, this will be an easy edit. Thanks. Mm-hmm. We're already done. Yeah, that was a plan, right? Yeah. <laughs> Quick and simple and easy. Actually, I think the plan kind of came through in a way when we were outside, and I think you called our episode the wheel of dragon rings Mm -hmm. is that right yeah yeah Mm -hmm. the wheel of dragon rings i think that's that's probably accurate for what this is gonna look like i think if you don't mind i'd kind of like to start off with wheel of time stuff just because you know it is a wheel of time podcast so i feel like that's a good place to start it is a wheel of time podcast oh that's the that's what i forgot and this is the road to Tarvalid. <laughs> I was going to say, something's off with this intro. A Wheel of Time podcast. <laughs> yeah. Something didn't feel right. <laughs> this, is, this is why Amber like holds my hand through so much of what we do. Thank you, yeah. Amber. Now I'm noticing how much Amber is like... I know! I know. Yeah. She's she's our glue. She's our glue. I'm the mess. It just shows the dynamic between you two, you know? Like, one of you has to kind of be off in the distance and doing your thing and kind of be floating about <laughs> like a kite and somebody's standing <laughs> on the ground. And Amber is definitely standing on the ground and reeling you in. <laughs> so <laughs> I'd say that that's kind of how the relationship goes. I I appreciate her so much. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. Agreed. And I did like okay, so I think real quick before we get started, 
is there anything that you like want to share with like people who are listening to the podcast about how you feel with the role that you have or should we just jump in and talk show stuff um i don't really have anything that's crazy so i think we could just jump right in really cool let's do it we're talking wheel of time tv show with aiden who just watched the second season of the tv show second episode of the tv show oh second second episode of the tv yeah show. we're not quite that far ahead yet we're not quite that i don't far think ahead. amazon has given us the sneak peek of season two yet we are not lucky enough to be on that list whenever it goes out which is really unfortunate because they should really be listening to you guys and i i hope that they Thank are you. I, I like a lot of the ideas that come up <laughs> Thank you. That actually really means a lot to me because I know how you feel about storyline. And for you, that's a huge thing, especially when it comes to gameplay. Like you are mm -hmm. you're definitely the gamer in our family, I would say. And I think for you, it's about the story. It's about getting a good story, but also like effects again, like big for you. Yeah. Those things said, so far, episode one, episode two, are there any main things that you have liked so far that have jumped out to you that you're feeling i i think that the the set pieces are really pretty like mm -hmm. they're really well shot i think some of the like these giant landscapes that like just with like the few horse riders like with your main crew you know uh just mm -hmm. riding through this field is really cool to see like all of the mountains in the distance and these huge rolling forests like it's just it's really cool to see the these just giant set pieces because they all they all mm -hmm. look like they're real and they all look like they're in these places you know mm -hmm. it feels like a natural world yeah and i also think that trollic fight at the beginning was really awesome to see mm -hmm. and seeing the power being used by Moraine mm -hmm. in the like few times that we've seen it so far, it's been really fun to see. Like yep. I've really enjoyed it so far. You don't think it's cheesy? I mean, I don't, I don't think it's cheesy, but I, I don't think like it's super cheesy. Like I kind of the way that Moraine's moving her hands and stuff. Like mm -hmm. I can see that. Like, the few times that I've seen it, it feels a little cheesy, but I think that, like, the wispy effect is just really cool, and it ends mm -hmm. up just, like, I don't, I'm not really thinking about the weird way that she's kind of moving her hands. Like, I'm more mm -hmm. just like, whoa, there's weird wisps just <laughs> flying around now, and, and people are getting <laughs> thrown about. Like, it's it's mm -hmm. pretty cool, and at that point, I'm just like, I don't really care how you're moving your hands, as long as, like you're doing what you're like just keep doing what you're doing you know <laughs> Mhm. Mm did you feel kind of drawn in by anyone in particular even just at all through the the first episode like were there characters episode one that you were like i like this person i don't like this person i don't know if there was anybody that i was like particularly like i don't like you feeling mm -hmm. like i didn't really have mm -hmm. that feeling but mm -hmm. spoiler alert: Perrin murders his wife on accident. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God 
dang. Like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. That that just immediately built this connection with me that like some of my favorite storylines have moments that are just gut-ripping like that where like somebody's mm-hmm. losing somebody that that's that pivotal to them and like mm-hmm. in their own hands. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. not even because of their actions, but they're they're all they're just like holding them in their arms and they're just like in their last moments and it's just one of these things where it's just like fuck man i'm watching you at your lowest point right now Mm. and i feel that pain and and Mm. i'd like to see you come out of that and so i immediately feel like this deep draw to Perrin, and i'm excited to see where he goes and like i've i already kind of know where he's going to be going but the that that just that first episode with that moment i was just like fuck man okay i'm i I think i'm mostly here for parent at the moment parent and land just because land's cool as hell land is cool yeah i'm i'm a big fan he just kind of like stands around and like kills dudes and then like when he's not killing dude killing dudes he's he is just like standing around being cool like he's just like Mm -hmm. saying Mm -hmm. very few words in a really low tone voice and he's just mm-hmm. like, I'm here. And I'm like, yeah, you are, dude. <laughs> and I'm here for you. So, yeah. You had mentioned when we were watching it together and there was a scene with the Trollocs and the Merdral that the Trollocs looked, was it practical, practical effects? It was, a, yeah, it was the usage of practical effects and seeing that, that usage, it's just... I feel like in this day and age, we see so much CGI mm-hmm. and there are reasons why some of the best movies that we've seen that still hold up to this day are movies from like the 70s and 80s that use those practical effects that really mm-hmm. are like jarring. Like The Thing, that mm-hmm. movie is still so (laughs) gross and it's because it's all practical effects and so Mm -hmm. when you have real things and you're seeing like cgi has gotten to a place where it's so realistic that in some cases you can't even tell the difference but it costs so much money to make it that way you know yeah Mm -hmm. like I feel like the only cases where I really see that happen are in like Disney movies where I'm like, wow, that CGI is insane. That looks like real life. Wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But like, I never see that anywhere else, at least not that I can think of. Um, And so I'm just glad to see the practical effects because they do just look good. Like they're so cool when they're like running through the freaking forest and I'm just like, and like their faces are scary and they're huge dudes man like Mm -hmm. if i was being chased by a group of creatures that large i would uh i would be really scared like just i'd just be terrified Mm -hmm. yeah there's a uh there's a really good behind the scenes that shows the training with the prosthetics that they did for the trial because they're already really big guys but they have these specific lifts that make like them stills? extra tall um because i feel like i saw i think you showed this video kind to me. of and like they are on of. like weird like 
things that do lift yeah. them up. Mm-hmm. But it, it allows them to have like a lot of mobility still as well and still makes them like significantly taller than the other people around them for the most part. But it, it makes them look natural because it's actual people. It's not CGI. Yeah. I, I appreciate your eye on things like that because I think you are the audience that Wheel of Time is looking for. Like people who really like Game of Thrones, who like a good storyline, who want clean CGI and good practical and things like that. And so it's it's nice to get your your feedback on it and to hear that it's uh, pleasing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just really appreciate the attention to detail that it feels as though they're putting into the show. I think that that's something that I was really looking for. I mean, especially after watching the uh, House of the Dragon. Mm -hmm. That show is just so top notch. It's like mm -hmm. just in like attention to detail, the costumes, the sets, all of it is just so well put together and it mm -hmm. feels like every little thing has been thought out. And so like coming into it with that mindset, I was really keeping my eye out on those things. And I, I have to say that I was pleasantly surprised, especially for like a first season of a fresh show that hasn't been done before, you know, like this is the first mm -hmm. time that the wheel of time has been put onto screen. So it's pretty impressive mm -hmm. that they're doing what they're doing without any like predecessors that have done that before, any examples to take from, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. There was that beginning part in episode two where the White Cloak encampment and Eamon Valda and his very brutish Eamon Valdaway is behaving as he is and burning one of the the Aes Sedai yeah. healers. And I just kind of wanted to get to your, your take on that too because we had talked about how the opportunity to go dark is there and how we both would kind of prefer to see it that way. And I think you had commented that this scene gave you hope that it could move in that dark way. Yeah. Yeah, no, the the way that it was like it maybe it draws to like the witch hunts and whatnot, you know, like mm -hmm. I mean of course you would get that. Like that's kind of what you're reading for your next stuff with uh paperback that's cabaret. actually my that's actually my next note. That's my note and there's witch hunts, burnings, healers, yellow yeah. sister healer burning. Yeah. Like that was the that was the first thing that I picked up on was I was just like, Oh shit, this is like this is like witch hunt type shit right now. <laughs> like that's mm -hmm. okay, cool. Yeah. Just because, like I feel like that is a that's a not that it's like a fun storyline to explore, but like mm -hmm. it kind of is though, because it's it's a storyline that I feel as though should be talked about more and seeing it in a mm -hmm. fantasy realm and seeing how these women are being treated just because they have these powers and like it it's just it to make the these immediate draws to to real life, you know, like mm -hmm. I mean 
it's obvious, you know, like if, if you, if you know about the mm-hmm. witch hunts, you will pull that immediately. Um, mm-hmm. And that was a really fun thing to see. I mean, it wasn't fun to see her burn to death. It was just fun to catch. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I do. I do. Yeah. Actually, it is something that is based in the real world that yeah. women who were known to perform magic were frequently persecuted, tortured, burned alive. Yeah. And there's definitely this connection between the White Cloaks and the Knights Templar. Not that... I don't really feel like the Knights Templar had a whole lot to do with witch hunts or anything along those lines, but they certainly had their fair share of rampaging and killing. For sure. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know, maybe I'm I'm thinking more the the Crusaders too, because they were, oof, those Crusaders. But I I think the one of the things with like that that scene that I that did give me hope was mm-hmm. the white cloak pulled a ring off of like a chopped off hand, mm-hmm. slapped it onto his little belt loop. Mm-hmm. And then he like rubbed the Isodai's chin in a really gross way, <laughs> mm-hmm. and got blood mm-hmm. all over his fingers. Mm-hmm. And then he went back to his meal, and mm-hmm. uh, he drank his mystery wine. Mystery wine. Watch this lady burn, man! Like, and I thought that that was a a good setup for a really scary group in this book. Like, because mm-hmm. the, the White Cloaks in the books, like, this is coming from somebody who hasn't read the books and has only listened to this podcast. They seem fucking scary, man. <laughs> like, they don't seem I like agree. they fuck around. So They don't. <laughs> I like when we can pull in groups of people who we can immediately be like, those guys are the fucking bad guys, you know? like. No question mm-hmm. about it. That's that is an enemy. Like mm-hmm. it might not be the mm-hmm. enemy, but it's definitely one of them. It's definitely one of them. Yeah. I think something I just thought of with that scene that I hadn't really thought of before. He's the only person there observing this moment. Like yeah. it's this it's this execution display for one person, and that's very, I mean, if you're going to do, like, real-world examples, that would be very unusual that that would yeah. happen. It's usually a public display because you're yeah. doing a public service. So it's interesting that it would be done in secret. Like, even the other white cloaks weren't around. Yeah, no, they're all, they, like, hanging out in their tents and whatnot. Yeah. Like, but like an execution is usually like historically speaking is a is a pretty social event. Like mm-hmm. tickets are being handed out to the Ugh. to the families in downtown, mm. and they're like, "Come on down, bring your kids to the hanging of prisoner two five six one." Isn't that the guy from? Uh, isn't that Jean Valjean from? <laughs> no, two four six zero one. That's that's it. what it is. Yeah, I was like. Yeah. That was very close, though. <laughs> You're going all French Revolution now? Yeah, apparently. 
Apparently. Well, we're just talking about executions. I can't help it. There's a natural I mean, draw there. I mean. But yeah, it was just, it was cool. It was cool to see that there. And like, especially compared to the House of the Dragon, just because that show is so gritty and mm-hmm. it's it's gnarly, man. Like, there are scenes that do make me uncomfortable and that... I mean, I'm one of those people who's like, yeah, no, I want more of this. Like, this is fucking gross, and I would like to see more, please. Mm-hmm. And I know that there are more people out there that are into that as well. Mm-hmm. Like me. Yeah, like, if the Wheel of Time continue, like, you said this, that if the Wheel of Time show just keeps pulling from the books, then the show is going to get darker and it is going mm-hmm. to get into a similar place to like that level of darkness and grit that game of Thr- or like uh house of the dragon is at and mm-hmm. that does make me excited like especially seeing what they're doing just at this beginning like just at the beginning of the show you know it's it's really cool to see it you know, I, I think that it can definitely do dark and gritty. And I also think that it has the opportunity to still be its own thing. And I like that. Yeah. Um, because I think I think there was like a huge concern that this would just be another Game of Thrones, like wannabe show, if you will. And yeah. I think I think having watched you know, Game of Thrones when it was coming out and now House of the Dragon and Wheel of Time, I think that they have differentiated themselves. I think Wheel of Time definitely stands alone and different from House of the Dragon. I would agree. Yeah? There's a little bit more of, like, the magical element, the Mm -hmm. monsters of mystery that we don't know a lot about mm-hmm. like game the the dragon or the house of the dragon i just i'm never gonna figure that name out apparently jeez it's all right it the house of the dragon just it's all stuff that if you've watched game of thrones you're gonna be pretty familiar with and it's mm-hmm. not really kind of like it's not really stepping out of any boxes that we haven't seen like there are Mm -hmm. more dragons than there were before Mm -hmm. that's the only difference that i can tell that that i'm like whoa same places it's all the same stuff different characters but like even the different characters still feel very similar to a lot of the characters that we saw in the original show you know Mm -hmm. but the wheel of time has more of this magical element to it and like not in like Mm -hmm. a fun fantasy magical way it feels much more like a a dark fantasy um like a dark Mm -hmm. magic going on i like that yeah and and i think that that's also what the wheel of time show has over the rings of power Mm -hmm. is that it's it's the rings of power just looks so bright and fun and cheery and even the 
swordplay looks like it'd be a fun time to just jump in there, you know? But, like, mm-hmm. I haven't seen a single sword fight in either shows that I would be like, yeah, no, I'd want to do that. Like, all of them look like horrible experiences that I would be absolutely trash in and I would get my ass handed to me. But, like, mm-hmm. the other ones I'd be like, ooh, this would be fun. I want to do this. Woo. I know I know you you've been expressing how much you wish you were like able to ride horses along vast expanses of land watching these shows with these amazing horse riders and just going to these amazing places like oh one day I'd love to just ride a horse forever I was Tina Belcher yeah. When it came to horses, that was me. Oh no, my porcelain horse horselin. <laughs> I'm not Sorry. usually a horse gal, but I I just lately I've just been like, oh, you man, are I wanna now. ride a horse. Like I just wanna go out into the wilderness and ride a horse. Be fun. I think the other animal moment that was uh and I feel so bad because, like, right now I feel like I'm fading. It's, like, approaching pumpkin hour for me. But yeah. today has just been, like, so wild for our schedules and whatnot. And yeah, we've been on a move today. It's been, it's been a lot happening today, which is totally fine. It's just added to me feeling kind of, like, a little, like, blah, blah, here. <laughs> I get it. But I, I feel bad because your reaction to rand and the bat scene was totally <laughs> unexpected and you just could not just like Dude, that shit that shit was crazy <laughs> <laughs> it just killed me well i i just wasn't ready for that i think like i i don't know why but we watched we... so much weird dark shit in this no, household it's... And you were like, bat! Bat! <laughs> no, it, it's Sorry. not, it, it's not okay. like, it's not like I was like freaked out about the situation. I know, but it was I was just a funny. little bit though. Like, cause you I was were. just, it was unexpected. Cause I think my headspace was like, my headspace was not there. I don't know. There was just something about it that I was like, like if I sat down and I was going to watch the the house of the dragon and mm-hmm. something like that happened i don't think that my reaction would have been so visceral but mm-hmm. for some reason my headspace was more of like this is gonna be pretty tame i think i don't know why especially considering well i mean it had been a few months since i saw parent murder his wife on accident but like <laughs> i don't know why but i guess i just kind of thought that it'd be a little bit more chill and uh absolutely not Mm-mm. that was intense man <laughs> but it was just so oh that was fucking gross and i couldn't stop talking about it for like 20 minutes well i think what kind of kicked it off was when like the next morning when Moraine is like okay we're gonna go and Rand's like no 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 I'm gonna throw a tantrum and I was like god Rand just throwing a tantrum you're like he just vomited a bat 
He just yeah, threw dude. up a bat, mom. And I was like, oh, good point. Yeah, that is, uh, that's upsetting. That's upsetting. Okay, yeah, I, I get it. You were like, what the heck is wrong with you, Matt? Like, Rand. Rand. My bad. I'm sorry. Matt was, Matt was the one talking sense. <laughs> Matt was, <laughs> well, Matt was watching the bats in the sky, like, just like mm-hmm. their next break, which also traumatic, might I add. I feel like that would fuck me up. <laughs> but not, like, pulled out from your mouth through your from, from your mouth, man. Ugh. Like, he was digging in there. And, like, I was like, when I at first I was like, is he like trying to make himself throw up or something? I was just really confused. And then mm-hmm. he like this entire bat, like big bat, comes out of his fucking mouth, man. And I was uh uh mm I do not want to do that. I don't think that be uh I don't think that's a dream that I want to have ever. Mm, it's your favorite thing. No, that was fucking horrible. No. But but that would fuck me up, man. Like watching that that fucked me up. If I was in that position, wowza. That's holy wowza. cow. Yeah, that's all I got. No way. Be on your way back to Edmondsfield. Yeah, yeah dude. I'd be like, Done. all right, I'm getting on my horse. Uh, oh, Porcelain. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> sorry. All sorry. horses from this point on are porcelain getting on horcelain and I'm riding back to Hemmons Field because bat vomiting is not my jam. Was there anything that you really liked in episode two or didn't like in episode two? I think you had mentioned something about appreciating the way the exposition was kind of paced throughout the episode. And I feel like that's a thing that's like really kind of I feel like that's so important in in a show like this where the scope of it is just so large. That the pacing can either be too much or too little. Like, it's hard to hit a good stride. And I think Wheel of Time does a really good job of being like, why is this so important? Long enough for you to question it, not really forget your question, and then give you the answer shortly afterwards. Yeah. And I think that that's really well done, especially for something that's going to have such a ginormous scope like this series has. It was nicely added in like it was Mm -hmm. it was subtly done it was brought up in conversation naturally like it wasn't just like did you wonder what how why these walls are here because this is why (laughs) well you did ask you were like why are those walls so tall and i was like just would you they didn't say why the walls were so tall because those walls were fucking like they were they were walling off everything and everyone around them. Yeah, but is there anything around them that that's that's that tall? Well, they were defending their their city during the Trolloc Wars. Okay, I just like I can't think of a reason to have walls that tall unless you're defending against something that is really fucking big. Hordes of Trollocs. Do they mass up? Like on top of each know. other and like climb like zombies in the yeah World War Z they all come movie. together like transformers into the blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like I'm just curious if they're if they're a, like if there's something out there that's like 
huge that they're that they're trying to wall off against you know yeah i don't really know if i had anything wheel of time extra that i wanted to dip into is there anything that you wanted to add is there what kind of what kind of perspective do you have on the series being our editor like you have like the, the weirdest show perspective the... either i mean you've never you've never read the books and you hear us talk about like the recaps for each chapter and then we discuss it and then you hear yeah. spoilers and stuff so there are things that you know about the series that like probably make very little sense or big time spoilers do you still feel like you have an interest in the series and knowing more about it like how does it i don't know it's just such an interesting place to be so i'm i'm curious i don't know if i've asked you that yeah it's a weird one but like the position that i'm in just cuz it is just I don't know, it's kind of unique, because I, I know weird tidbits of information. I know that, I know s certain groups are bad, and certain groups are good-ish, and certain groups are <laughs> in the middle, kind of, and uh -huh. I don't know, it, there's a lot of gray, which is something that I always appreciate in anything, is when you, mm -hmm. when you really make me question, like, what's going on you know mm -hmm. and i feel like the wheel of time does that really well and just kind of knowing these weird pieces of information and kind of knowing where i where some of these characters are going to be going mm -hmm. i still do have an interest in in the books and the show i would like to continue watching the show i remember saying that the last time and then i got caught in like another show or something so, I think you might have gotten into the expanse like reading at that point. That sounds yeah. about right. Because yeah. as soon as I took the expanse, I just haven't been able to put it down. But like, mm -hmm. I had I've been taking a break to read Space Cadet with Doug, and mm -hmm. that book is also pretty okay. Like, it's not fantastic in my opinion, but like, I've just been like so ready to get back into the expanse just because it's so so good it is so good and like i love a series that does make me question characters and makes me question the morality of people and the expanse is one that does that for me as well but yeah it's a it's a weird position to be in because mm -hmm. like i don't know i i do still have an interest in, in watching the show because it's cool. I like the characters. Um, Good. I, I mean, I'm still going to listen to the podcast. I mean, you don't have a choice. I force yeah. you to edit. I'm being um, forced. I'm actually held captive in the basement yeah. with a computer yeah. taped to my hands. Okay, in all <laughs> in all honesty, though, that's not actually happening. Like, that's not happening, I should, promise. Shouldn't should joke around about like... Okay, I'm done <laughs> I'm no. fine. I'm yeah. I'm safe. I'm fine. Are we wrapped up with Wheel of Time? Is there anything House of the Dragon that you wanted to talk about? Because you've been um, dying to talk about it. In Wheel of Time, real quick, when they're in Minethrin, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, Lan is like, I think it's Lan. It might be Moraine. Mm -hmm. It's some authority figure in the group is like. 
don't touch anything and don't eat any <laughs> food that isn't ours. And then pretty much like everybody just kind of fucking wanders around except Perrin. Um, yeah. 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 That was pretty annoying. <laughs> like that was in Shadar. That was in Shadar Lagoth. Was it? Mm-hmm. They were just talking about Manethrin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was just like, oh my god, just stop, you guys. It <laughs> is funny Matt, how like, that happens, right? Yeah, and then Matt grabs that dagger and everything just fucking goes crazy. And I was just like, yeah, dude, like, uh-oh, should have fucking listened. <laughs> like... <laughs> Now your horse is disintegrated on the ground. Yeah. Oh no, horselin. Yeah, horselin. <laughs> I can't stop. How do you feel about? Because I mean, honestly, I don't mind if we just like stick to wheel of time for tonight too, just because there's like, I mean, Amber and I are probably going to be court recording for House of the Dragon. Maybe you can just join us for one of those episodes too. That might be kind of fun. That might be fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think Mary's going to be joining us for one of the Rings of Power episodes coming up. Because when I was telling her that Amber and I were recording for that, she was like, I'm so excited for you. I basically could have my PhD in (laughs) Tolkien and Lord of the Rings. And I was like, of course you could. Of course you could. And here Amber and I are like, we don't know anything about the lore of this. And Mary's like, I know, I know. I could be there. Like, cool. Yeah. We can just stick to Wheel of Time. And I'll just like subtly talk about the House of the Dragon. You have been, you have been, and I actually really yeah. appreciate the way that it's been kind of a, a touch back and forth because, again, concerns around all of these like potentially heavy hitter fantasy series. Yeah, it's just these three big things are all happening mm-hmm. at the exact same time, and. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Somebody should have waited somewhere, and I don't know who it is. Like, mm-hmm. it just feels like way too much all at once. I think Amazon really thought they were going to be able to take on House of the Dragon with yeah. Rings of Power. And honestly, I don't really know if that is happening or not. I I really only have, like, my personal opinion of the shows and, like, the little bit that I pick up when I'm, like, kind of just glancing through news items every once in a while and I catch stuff like like I saw something about how Amazon put a 72 hour hold on comments for yeah. Rings of Power yeah. because like the, the response that they've been getting on it is just so shitty and like yeah. they've been getting trolled and blah 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 I'm like oh my gosh you guys it's just a TV show it's all made up it's a pretty it's wild thing to watch people get so angry about it and like right? I mean I I haven't really, like, I've seen plenty of clips of the Rings of Power, and mm-hmm. I'm not super into the Lord of the Rings, but, mm-hmm. and that might be why I'm not interested That's in it. That's true. Because mm-hmm. it's not being made for me, you know? Like, I'm not their target audience, but... But, I mean, you might be. I might be, but if this is their contender for the House of the Dragon... Mm-hmm. I think that it is failing, you know, yeah. like the way that people are talking about both series is 
they are complete opposite sides of of spectrum of the spectrum you know like and i feel like you see comments on things like that probably especially like in like i don't want to necessarily like say social media but you have more of a touch on pop culture and reactions to it than i do and there's really not anything much more pop culture than game of thrones and I don't think you can really talk about that without also talking about and acknowledging the other big fantasy series, both TV shows, movies, books that have come ahead of it. So, yeah. And, like, yeah. of course and I mean, you have to talk about it. You've never watched the movies either for the I've Lord watched the, movies, the Hobbit right? movies. You've watched The Hobbit. And I read The Hobbit when I was yeah. in middle school. Yeah. Uh, for fun, not yeah. by force. I feel like we should have a chili in Lord of the Rings. I would love, party. yeah. I've been, I've been really wanting to watch it. It's just like the the group of movies and and shows that I watch are just, I don't know. I'm not super interested in in a lot of fantasy often. Yeah, which I understand. Yeah, like, but I don't know why. But the House of the Dragon is just like so captivating for me that i'm just like i could eat this like popcorn like i could just you know like (laughs) every episode i'm like i need to watch the next episode like give me the next one yeah i like that and there's just some things out there that are that are like that that are just like it's it's like popcorn like that that's the best analogy that i've heard people talk about it with is just like you just you cannot stop and that show has that ability for me that i'm just like and i'm gonna sit down and i'm gonna watch this for four fucking hours apparently god damn it like Mm -hmm. it's never intentional it's always Mm -hmm. on accident and then Mm -hmm. i'm like fuck dude i just wasted four hours of my life digging into Mm -hmm. a storyline that literally doesn't matter at all Um, but okay i actually want to like kind of tap what you just said real quick because it's coming in and out of my head those storylines one of the things that i think is really effective about fantasy and sci-fi is it it gives us a theater to play out important ideas without making our world live through them or even make it super closely realistic to the world that we live in like for sure. You can go anywhere you want with this. And I think putting things like this together fosters a conversation that starts from a creative aspect that then pushes people to be like, oh, wait, that's like a real thing. This is an actual moment. This is an actual reflection of things that have happened in the world that I live in. This is awful or this is amazing, you know, things like yeah. that. I think that there is a point to digging into those storylines because they are based on sometimes human behavior, expectations, past stories, past influences. It can be really educational. Put your mind through those, those tracks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I talk about a fantasy series all the time (laughs) and I have thought frequently about why I do it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, like I've, the reason why video games are so captivating to me and why I don't 
spend a lot of time playing like multiplayer games is because I'm always interested in a story and an experience that I cannot live mm-hmm. and something that like uh, Zach from Two and a Mic mm-hmm. he posted something on Twitter at one point that was just like when you play a video game do you like how do you play it do you like put yourself completely in the other player's shoes like in the player's or mm. like the character's shoes do you play like yourself like how do you play a game and Mm -hmm. the answer for me every single time is that I try my best to get as deep into their shoes as I can to understand their Mm -hmm. struggles because these are experiences that I may never come across but if I do I will feel some connection and also some prep for it you know like I'll I'll kind of understand how to tackle a certain situation. And like, there are some games out there that just tell these stories and these, and tell these like challenges of, of morality and just human beings being human beings and the struggles that come along with them. Like, it's beautiful what what's out there and it like it gives me so much hope for the last of us tv show because hbo with the house of the dragon like if they're putting in a similar amount of production value i would say that that show is going to like i don't want to be like eating my hat in a few months but that's yeah i don't but that show looks fucking amazing hbo makes some really good stuff they do and i'm just excited for more people to experience these different store like storylines that they wouldn't be able like might not be able to experience or don't have an interest in experiencing because it's on these certain platforms like that's why i love these adaptations like with the wheel of time i'm not super interested in reading the books at the moment but i would love to sit down and watch more of the show you know like it's just another media or medium to take this story in you know yeah i do and i agree and it's not all it's not the same story all the time like Mm -hmm. there are always going to be like these little differences but they are still these they they they're still a story you know and there's still something to be appreciated and valued for what they are um you are appreciated and valued (laughs) for what you are aiden (laughs) Thanks, Mom. <laughs> right back you're at welcome you. <laughs> thanks and i think with that if you're okay wrap it up yeah yeah thanks so much for joining us we will continue to release new episodes every wednesday we would love if you would subscribe to the podcast leave us reviews and share us with your friends in the wheel of time community let us know what you thought of our content correct us send us things we may have missed You can find links to our email and social media accounts in the show notes. And if you have the Anchor app, leave a voice message for us to play in upcoming episodes. We also have a website where you can find links to our Discord channel, social media platforms, and merch shop. So until next week, thanks for joining us on the road to Tarvalin.